and when I looked closer, there was a, a Sasquatch face on the other side, and uh, it was looking right back in at us. Staring back at me is a silhouette of a very, very giant monkey. An intriguing discovery is being investigated in a community east of Seattle. Someone came across a lengthy trail of extremely large footprints. They are up there. Welcome, everyone. You've tuned into the Nicola Valley Bigfoot Podcast, a place where your encounters are told. To share your encounter and to be on the show, email me at nicolavalleybigfoot at gmail.com. Now, sit back and enjoy the show. My name is Lynn, and this was October of 1977 in Central Texas. I was 10 years old. It was a Saturday. Um, my siblings and I were playing freeze tag in the back bedroom. My mother was asleep because she worked um, the 3 to 11 shift. And my little sister was it, and I was running. I ran out the side door and ran to the back. And as I was running, some noise got my attention. So I kind of slowed down my run and I come around the corner of, it's a one room house with our playhouse. And then behind that was several old horse stalls. I'm assuming they boarded horses there. And setting about 20 to 30 yards in front of me to the left of the barns was a creature. And it was splitting rotten boards open and I'm assuming taking the insects out. And when it was done doing that, it would fling the board. And that is the noise that I heard the board hitting the top of those horse stalls. And I stood there for I don't know, it was several seconds because I wasn't really sure what I was looking at. Um, setting down, it was almost seven foot tall. It was brown cinnamon color. And at the time I just screamed, oh my God. And when I did that, it spun around and looked at me. And all I know is that the eyes were huge. They were um almost luminous like it's it's 10 o'clock in the morning but the eyes were shining in a way like the the covering around the moon they were glowing in a way and that freaked me out i my little sister was right behind me i grabbed her and i ran back into the house where my older sister says what's wrong with you you're white as a ghost and i said I seen something. She said, what was it? I said, I don't know, but it was bigger than a bear. So we all five of us ran to the uh, screened in porch on that side of the house. And the our two dogs were out there sniffing around right where this thing had been sitting. And she said, you need to tell mama. So I went into my mom's room, I crawled on the bed and I said, mama, said what I said mama I seen something and there must have been something in my voice 
because she sat straight up in the bed and she said, what did you see, Lynn? And I said, I don't know, but it was bigger than a bear. So she went out there. We were all out there and you could see where something had been sitting down in the clover. It was all mashed down. She's seen where the boards were split apart and thrown around. And there was a claw mark in the dark, in the dirt up under those boards. But also you could see where, because it was October, the field was grown, overgrown and dead. You could see where something ran on two legs, jumped the fence and kept going. Now at 10 years old, I had no clue what I seen. Um, I thought if I ever heard anything about a Bigfoot, I thought it was like a longhorn cow. I thought it was a cow with really big hoofs. That's the child in me. Um, a few weeks later, it was nighttime. My mom was at work, my stepdad was home. And all of a sudden the dogs, we had some German shepherds and they was under the house clawing at the floorboards where we were sitting in the living room and screaming like the devil was after them. It freaked my stepdad out. About that time, something hit the back of the house, knocked the cabinet doors open, knocked dishes out, and he grabbed his rifle, ran to the back door, jerked it open, and there was something loping away from the house. So I don't know, you know, it was after the dogs or whatever. Now, in this particular area, a few weeks before my sighting, my sister and I had been in the woods where we lived and there was an old barn and there was a man in there fixing something. And we asked him, what are you doing? Just being nosy little kids. And he said, I gotta fix my barn because the wolves tried to get in here and get my horses. And there was three planks pulled off the side of this barn, but they were big planks. They were probably, two, three feet wide and several feet, 10, 12 feet tall. They weren't chewed off, they were ripped off. So looking back at it now, something big tried to get in there to get that man's um, horses. And after that, I never went in the woods again because it was, you know, it was terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, when children come across these, these creatures, they tend to, it tends to really have some sort of long-lasting effect on them. Um, oh, how long? How did? How did you react with afterwards? Like, did you have nightmares? Could you sleep? Like, how did you process this as a child? You know, seeing what you saw that day. Well, you know, like I said, I couldn't really put anything to it other than it was bigger than a bear. It did not have a snout. Um, the facial hair was covered. You know, all I could really see was eyes the shape of the creature, which was huge and no mouth or anything. It was covered with hair. But like I said, I never went in the woods again by myself. I still don't. Um, it was, it's just burning to my mind. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know that feeling for sure. <laughs> Do you think it was surprised by, by, you know, you seeing it, like, did it turn around um, and have a, like a, 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 a a surprised look on its face, I guess. Yes, definitely. I think that's one of the uh, reasons the eyes were so wide open because I scared it too, you know, the way it spun around to look at me. And you didn't watch it run away or you just kind of. Oh, no. I grabbed my sister. My little sister was right behind me. Yeah. And it, I picked her up and got back in the house. 
Yeah, yeah. And then you you ran in and told your mom, and your mom went mm-hmm. out and had a look. But did did you guys ever tell anyone else, like maybe the sheriff or or any kind of? Um... No, we never filed like a report or anything. Um, from what I understand now, there have been several sightings in that particular area since the early '60s. And what did your what did your stepdad? think about all of this as well like well he he was never a believer he told me that i made the story up for attention um but that night that something hit the house i could tell that he had you know it was in his mind what was that it wasn't a cow cows don't come after dogs in the in the dark you know there was no cows up around the house so I don't really know what he thought at that time, but I was not called a liar after that. Yeah. A hypothetical question for you, Lynn, if I may. Do you think that, you know, the, the, whatever it was hitting your house, do you think it was related to your sighting of that, of that particular Sasquatch? I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. How so? If you don't mind, just, just engage me in speculation, if you don't mind, just for a moment. Well, because they, you know, uh, are known to, eat you know animals smaller animals goats sheep things like that and i really think that it was after the dogs to possibly eat and the way they were screaming it was unnatural i never heard the dogs do that clawing at the floorboards like save me and just their screams i can still hear it yeah yeah the animals have some weird way of detecting things that we just can't you know obviously they have better hearing and better smell than we do but you know it, i think it has more of a psychological effect on them because they do have those abilities and they can sense things that we can't so right. yeah I, I do think that there must have been some you know, those two incidents must be related in some way but you yeah. know that's just like i said it's just speculation yeah yeah so, so how old okay. were you when when you realized you know it was a sasquatch that you had seen that day like how long did you keep that that memory close and then once oh, you yeah. once you realized it was what it was you know what, well, what did you do um let's say it was about 1997 um i got on the computer and just started doing some researching and started reading some stories you know i always felt afterwards after mom explained what a bigfoot was or sasquatch because she had a theory too you know she was always a believer in a lot of stuff, but until, cause I didn't know what it was. And she sat down with me and she explained that she believed it was a Bigfoot, a Sasquatch. <clears throat> but yeah, I did research on it. And some of the stories were so similar to, you know, the, the luminous eyes being ringed by like a glowing, you know, things like that. And just people's dogs being, pursued and things like of that nature that I definitely figured out, you know, what it was. And did, did you start telling people after that? I mean, sometimes, you know, after sightings, especially children, for, for example, I, I had my own daughter had experience with one and she kind of doesn't want to talk about it anymore. But uh, when, when you had your encounter with this Sasquatch and you, and so many years later, you realized what it was. Did you tell people after that or was it something that you kind of kept close to your chest? No, I will share my story. Um, it's, you know, it's something that I did experience and, and I'm definitely a believer. Cause like I said, if you see it, you're going to believe in it. And, 
you know, they look at me sometimes like I'm crazy, but yeah, I share my story. That's good. You know, yeah, I, I think it's more healthy for people to kind of open up and share these encounters with people because there's more and more that are happening all the time, you know, with the advent of, of social media and, you know, people can remain yeah. anonymous if they want to and, and still get their story out there. But yeah, I'm glad that you did that you did uh, open up to it. Um, you mentioned earlier that there was, you know, some kind of history of these creatures on around in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, could you, would you mind, do you, do you know of any of the, the, the accounts that may have happened in that area? Yes. Um, this was in the late sixties. Um, a man that I know at the time, him and his brothers, they were coon hunting and they were on horses and they was um, running down a creek bed and all of a sudden the dogs came back and was like freaking out. They were up under the horses, the horses was freaking out and something came up out of the creek and screamed and the horses took off with them. Some of the uh, brothers fell off, but like I said, that was in the late 60s and that was in the general area that I'm talking about. I wonder if there's some kind of activity in that area. When did when did you leave? Like, when did you uh, leave that area? Moved out of there probably within the next year. But I do keep up with that particular area. And there are uh, numerous either, you know, not necessarily sightings, but events happening, whether it's hunters, you know, having a certain smell. But there are still um, active reports in that area. Yeah. Yeah. Well, was there anything, how do I put this, but what, were there any type of activities where, you know, people felt like they were in danger? Like, I mean, I mean, and I guess the reason I'm asking that is I want to know, like, did you think that you were in danger? I mean, particularly after, you know, they, they, they came back and started banging on your house. Like, what, did you fear for anything or was it more uh, curiosity as the child in you? Well, I mean, I, I didn't fear like it was going to come after me or anything, but I never ventured back out before I would go out in them woods and play all day, build tree houses and all of that and just stay out there. And I just didn't do that anymore because like I said, it was daytime when I seen this creature and I just wasn't comfortable going out into them woods and playing anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that sounds like, um, that sounds like a very normal reaction from, from what I've gathered, I mean, I've spoken to a few people and, and, you know, their childhood experiences have either they've kind of uh, buried it down deep or, or they've embraced it completely and are willing to talk about it 100 percent, much like you are. So, you know, you, yes. you're you're on one side of the fence or the other, but uh, I appreciate you, you sharing it. But um, oh, it's no problem. Yeah. Just, Would you ever want to see happens. another? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> As it happened and this is an experience that is unique to me you know it's um it's just something that i carry with me i'll never forget it it's almost like it just happened yesterday that's how fresh the memory is yeah w- would you ever want to see another one uh Maybe far away. <laughs> I don't want to be up close to one. <laughs> but you know? my sister is, she's very uh, intrigued and she wants to go hunting and things like that. But I'm not. I just, you know, I've already seen it. Thank you. <laughs> Y'all go that, ahead. <laughs> that is a very common answer. I ask people that quite a bit. And that's a, 
it's a very common answer you know kind of on my terms type of thing but yeah it hardly ever works out that way (laughs) right right have you ever start? have you started researching any more after that like i mean once you know the internet kind of came around and people had access to information like did you look up facts about bigfoot or or did you look into any further oh yeah i definitely done a lot of of you know um reading on sightings and you know what their experiences was especially you know in texas and uh there's quite a few yeah actually texas is is one of those hot spots much like british columbia like i live in an area where i can travel you know two hours in any direction and be within a, a very well-known sasquatch hotspot where there there are plenty of activities and i I believe texas is the same so i actually want to take a trip down there one day just because i hear so much about texas yeah yeah Uh, lynn let me ask you this one question before i let you go here and i kind of ask everybody and you can answer it however you want but you know how has your encounter changed you or or has it in any way like are you still afraid to go in the forest or, or or anything like that um, yeah, I still have a fear. I will go with someone. Um, I don't, I'm not one to be out in camping anymore. Like we used to go camping all the time when I was little, but now I just, I don't want to be overnight in the woods for sure. Um, I just, you know, it's just one of those things, you know, you just, I, I, I had my encounter. I don't want another one. Yeah, and then that's understandable. Like, I, I hope you get over that fear one day. I, I mean, from the sounds of it, I, I think you scared it more than you scared or he scared you. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, it's a, but you know, I find it very weird though that they they would come back. Like, I mean, that would mean that there was some kind of um, oh, geez, uh, maybe they were trying to play a joke on you. You know, you scared it, so now it's going to scare you type of thing. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure. Like I said, I felt like it was after the dogs. Yeah, and you meant well. One more question, I guess. <laughs> sure. I said this earlier, but I do have one more question. But okay. um, did you ever go back to that area? I know you mentioned that you did some research on the area, but did you ever go back? Yes, I went back to that particular little town. Um, a friend of mine whose father was the one that was on the horses and got scared in the 60s we went out there and it was nighttime and it was just terrifying and i told him i don't want to stay i don't want to be out here it was just i felt like something was watching me and i just was pretty much terrified so yeah i didn't hang around long oh okay that's understandable i i, I hope that you do get over that one day i mean it's uh the woods is a lovely place to be when there's not uh... oh yeah definitely <laughs> but yeah once you see and you know that's out there, you don't, you know, I'm not one to be out looking for him. <laughs> no. Well, what would, what do you tell people that don't believe you? I mean, you must have shared this with some kind of speculation. Yeah, or, or I have. I tell them um, I was a 10-year-old child. I know what I've seen now, and my story never changes, and I stand on it. That's good. I like that. I mean, a lot of people will, will hold it in just out of fear of ridicule, but I'm glad that people are sharing it like yourself. Well, Lynn, I want to say thank you so much for taking the time today to come on the show and sharing with us that encounter. I'm always fascinated by children's encounters because it's 
their their young brain kind of is pure you know what i mean it's not polluted yeah. by by you know tv or, right. or things like that quite as bad as adults are but uh yeah yeah like i said i i being a child i thought a bigfoot was like a longhorn cow i thought it was a cow with really big hooves <laughs> <laughs> that's the child you know the child yeah. mind yeah for sure for sure well lynn thanks again i appreciate it thank you you yeah. have a wonderful day for the listeners just hang around we're going to be right back My name is Kristen Stewart, and I want to tell you about my experience that I had in a campsite near Merritt, BC. I was 12 years old, and I had went uh, out ice fishing and sledding with my family. Um, me and my best friend, we decided to take our sleds uh, away for uh, a ride down the road. Um, we were driving for some time and we came across a kind of natural cul-de-sac. We pulled into the cul-de-sac and we, we stopped our sleds and we turned them off and it was quiet. We couldn't hear anything. And I remember like looking at her and all of a sudden I, I felt some eyes or some, something staring at me. I could, I could feel it like staring at me and I looked over and she looked over at the same time because I she felt it as well and we looked up and probably about 50 yards away up up on this on a hill gradual incline there was a tall man slash ape it was probably eight feet tall I would I, I'm guessing around eight feet tall it was very big it was muscular and it had one of its arms wrapped around a tree and it was staring directly at us and I remember in that moment like making eye contact with it and it was it was huge and it was not human and it was nothing like I had seen before it was on two legs and I remember being so confused like not really sure what I was even looking at but as soon as me and her looked at it and it noticed that we were, we had noticed it, it took off as fast as like two seconds, not even one, two, and it was gone. And the only reason I knew it was running, because I think that's what it was doing, because the trees were shaking as it was going through the mountains. And I could see, I could see the trees going back and forth. Me and my friend looked at each other and we just silently uh, turned on our sleds and, and drove away. We stopped afterwards and we were talking and we were only 12. So we, we were just, I'm like, did you see that? And we were trying to rationalize in our head, like, okay, it couldn't have been a bear. It ran away on two legs and it was in the middle of winter and bears are normally hibernating and you know both our parents are hunters and so I know what it, a moose looks like and it, it was not that and we were both going through our heads like what was this that we saw we didn't want to tell our parents because we didn't think they would believe us because we were only 12 but I, I told my mom and she she believed me immediately and she could just see on my face like how how scared I was and I, she no one could give us an explanation as to what we saw so Yes, that was 
that was that was my experience that I had. And to this day, I remember it so clearly. What did you think about Sasquatch before you had this encounter? Did you even know what a Sasquatch was? I mean, growing up in, in British Columbia, uh, most people kind of have an idea of what they are. But did you have any kind of clue being a 12-year-old? No, I well, I, I didn't. I mean, I had... I had heard of Sasquatches, but I, at that time, you know, I kind of thought they were just like a mythical creature. Um, but, you know, after, after that experience, um, I was telling my mom and my mom believed me because she had talked about an experience that my grandmother had had like 40 years prior at, at the same location that we were sledding at. And she had said that, you know, they were camping out there and one summer and my grandma had got out of a tent and she could see across the lake and she got out and she noticed right away eyes on her. She could feel them. And she looked across the, the lake and saw a eight foot tall, black, hairy ape man staring at her. And so <laughs> I didn't hear this story until after I had my experience. But, you know, I, I really did not believe. Well, I did not believe it because I had no experience myself. But as soon as I saw this, I knew exactly what it was. And to this day, I, I just, I know that it's true because I've seen it with my own eyes. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Could, could you make out any, like, type of details about it? Like, what, what color was it? You know, what, was his face totally covered in hair? Was his, like, was he really shaggy looking, that type of thing? His, like, he was, it was definitely, like, black and I, it was hairy. I, I. I can't, I would say an inch to two inch hair. It was really muscular. I remember he had no neck. Like that's how muscular it was. It was like a really jacked man with huge pecs and no neck, but, and huge arms. Like I remember his arm was like wrapped around a tree and he was kind of hunched over, like just kind of looking at us. And you could see his traps from like behind his head kind of thing. Um, like that's how muscular he was and how huge he was. And like I said, it was like, it was like a split second and he was gone, but yeah, tall, hairy, huge on two legs. That was the one thing that got me. Cause I was trying to rationalize it in my head. Like, is this a bear? Like, could it be a bear, you know, but you know, a, a bear doesn't run away on two legs and you have to keep in mind, this is in the middle of winter, you know, so the likelihood of seeing a bear is less right yeah. so yeah well, well, what do you think he was doing like what would do you think he was just checking you out or, or did... i think he was just observing observing like what we were doing i think because me i i honestly think because of the sound of our machines because like a sled is quite loud right so we ripped in there and the and it wasn't until we had both turned off of our sleds and we were talking that we both like felt it and and like looked up at the same time. And so I just think he was watching us. And as soon as he saw us, you know, I said he, he ran away, like as quick as lightning. That's the only way I can describe it. Yeah. I've definitely heard that. We're going to get into some, some other details here in a moment, Kristen, but uh, like, how did you process this as a child? Like, like, I mean, you're 12 years old and you're still fairly young at this point, you know, did it keep you up at night? Did you, did you, have nightmares anything like that or was it more of like, like you were fascinated I, by what you saw yeah I wouldn't say I was scared like there was something like I was I, I was shocked because it was something I had never seen before and it was something I'd only heard about and I couldn't believe that I was actually seeing it 
but I never felt like I was in danger. Like I never had felt, I never felt like, like it, it, he or she or it was like aggressive towards us. It was more so that like, it just didn't want us to like see it, I think is what it was. Um, But I wouldn't say that I like felt threatened or anything like that, but I I definitely needed to like get out of there at that moment. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, as a child trying to process that, like even adults for that matter, you know, seeing something that you're really not supposed to, it's really hard to kind of like, your, your brain's trying to make sense of it and it's very difficult. Especially, yes, exactly. you know, especially when you haven't heard any, you know, or had any previous previous experience with these creatures, it, it must be something that's really, really difficult to to try to comprehend. So that's why I was asking that question. But uh, for yes. the for the listeners, I'm really, really glad that I got a chance to speak to Kristen because the number one reason is we had our encounters in the same location, and we had a little bit of a chat before we started recording and. Kristen told me where the location was and as she's telling me the hair on my arm starts standing up because this is the exact location and Kristen described my sighting pretty much as it happened as well but you know the same thing eight feet tall eight and a half feet tall black you know it was peeking from behind a tree it was curious it was looking at us and uh, you know what you've kind of in a weird way, you've validated my own encounter, even though I had witnesses with me. <laughs> but, yes. But, you know, it, even to this day, I, I kind of hum and haw to myself. What, what, did I see what I think I saw or yes. what, what exactly it was? And, you know, as we were speaking or before we began recording and you started telling me all the details and where it was. Wow. <laughs> I am so yes. happy you were here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and, and, you know, I bet you it wasn't very far from... I mean, because the road out there is kind of bumpy and, and windy and stuff. But, yes. But I, I don't think it's probably that far away from where I had my sighting. Mine was really close to the lake itself. And from the sounds of it, you were up the road a little bit, right? Yeah, only probably like five minutes, yeah. honestly. Like not far. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, boy, I, I wish I could take you up there right now and you could show me exactly where it was. Totally. But... Yes. I'm a little flabbergasted, to be honest with you, and it, it's very difficult to get me that way because <laughs> I, I was really shocked when you told me where and when it was, and I just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I need to speak yes. to you. <laughs> I know, and I and I appreciate it because I felt the same way. Like, I was, like, second-guessing myself. I'm like, did I actually see that? But when my friend had told me, like, no, I saw that, too, I was like, okay, I'm not crazy. I saw that. Yeah. That was... I, I didn't make that up in my mind. Yeah, it was it was real. And I, I knew immediately what it was, even though, you know, I was still second guessing myself. Yeah, no, I, I think that must be, must be a normal thing for people to go through, you know. Yeah. But it, it just, wow, I, I'm kind of lost for words at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, feel, too. I, I feel so, I, I feel so almost like a weight's been lifted off my shoulders because, you know, I always have people, you know, uh, uh, second guessing me, you know, did you didn't see that you saw something else and that sort of thing. And, you know, like I said, like I had witnesses with me, but to have someone else, a, a third party outside of like, I, I've never met you and, and, you know, we have a, yes, but you know, to have somebody else come and say, 
this is where my sighting happened. It's just very liberating in some weird way. So it, it just it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Did, it did, is. Did you tell anyone? Like I, I know you mentioned you told your mom and your stepdad, but you know, did you tell your friends at school, or did you just kind of want to keep it quiet? Well, you know, I, I, so interesting enough, the, the girl I was with, her dad's a logger and his, her dad has had encounters as well. And so we, we told him and he totally believed what we were saying. And, and so it was validating enough, like for just both of our parents, because, you know, he's had his own experiences being out in the woods, like near Merritt, like logging and stuff. Um, and so, yeah, like I, I've told them and I, I tell, I tell some other people, but you know, you can tell people don't always believe yeah. what you're saying <laughs> and that's fine. I'm okay with it. Cause I, to this day, like, even though I'm, I'm 30 now, it happened when I was 12. Like I remember it as clear as day because it changed, like it changed my whole understanding of like what is reality (laughs) real. And like, you know, it it was so interesting. It's funny you bring that up. I was actually going to ask you that. Like how how was your encounter with, with, you know, the Sasquatch? How has it changed you in any way if it has? Well, I, you know, I, I've, I, I work with, you know, I've worked with a various amount of like indigenous communities and they're, they believe a Sasquatch is an animal, just like, you know, a bear and like some. So I think, I think when I'm having that experience, it's, it's made me kind of realize, you know, that our society today, maybe we think we think we know everything and we just don't, we just don't, we kind of forget that spiritual. I think it's a spiritual thing. I really do. I don't think that this, this creature is necessarily like whole, whole animal or whole human. I I don't know. And so it's something that we can't understand, but I think it's something that we need to just be more open to these experiences. That's what I think it is. I think as kids, like you're, you're more open to seeing things. So you're more likely to see, see a Sasquatch. Like that's the way that I believe it, honestly. Oh, okay. Like, like as a child, you're, you're more innocent than, than an adult would be. Yes. And so yes. your mind's able to kind of be free of all the prejudices that kind of come yes. as you grow up. And exactly. So, so do you think you were kind of like, how do I word this? Do you think maybe you were kind of chosen to see? Chosen one? to see? Yeah, yeah, totally. No, exactly. That's exactly what I mean. I, I think if you are, I think it, it's really like you your belief in it as a child, like you're not, you don't have that, that kind of like, I don't know, critique, or I don't even know how to explain it. But as a kid, you're just so open to new experiences. And like, you see, really what is there. And I think, I think I 100% as a kid, I was meant to see that. And today, it's, it's opened my mind, really, because I'm not I'm not close-minded about things that people talk about that other people may or may not believe. And I, I, if someone says they saw something and if it's multiple people saying they saw something in a pattern, like obviously there's some validity to it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Has it piqued your curiosity to try to learn more about them at all? Oh yes, of course. Me and my mom watch Sasquatch Chronicles every Monday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was actually on that show a couple of years ago. Oh, were you? Yeah, actually, really? I was telling, I was oh. talking to Wes about 
my encounter there. <laughs> oh, really? I can't remember what episode it was. I think it was behind the paywall. I think it was. Uh, I can't remember. I, I'd have to go back and look, but yeah, it, it was a few years ago. And but uh, Wes is a very good host. Like he's very calming and, and able. Totally. To, yeah. Totally. Yeah. No, it's definitely sparked our my interest in it. And every time I hear a story about an encounter, it just like like you said it gives you chills because it's so similar to like what you saw and it's exactly what they're explaining it's like yeah like that's that is totally what i saw yeah absolutely H- have you been up there lately yes well oh yeah of course yeah <laughs> of course yeah for the listeners if you don't know me personally and you, you haven't heard my story or kirsten Kristen's for that matter um the area we're talking about is quite frequented by people it's not a very isolated place it's a little difficult to get to but it's not it's not uncommon to see people up there on a regular basis so it it, you know kids get around there it's quite the party place and and that sort of thing but once it's quiet and there's not really many people around is when you kind of get the activity up there and it's actually one of our you know one of our group's favorite spots to go to uh when it comes to um you know looking for clues and stuff like that but uh I try to get up there every once in a while, but I haven't been in a while. So, well, Kristen, if I could ask you one more thing, what do you think they are? <laughs> um, I, I mean, I know you mentioned that there it's a spiritual experience to feel yeah. it, but do you think that that coincides with, with what they are, what these beings are in a whole? Do you, th- do you think that they're? Uh, um, uh, I, I think they're protectors of the forest. That's what I think. I think they've been a lot around for a lot longer than than we have, or you know they've maybe parallel to us. But I I don't think that I think they're protective of the forest. I think that they are not human. They're not ape, but and there is some sort of spiritual element to them. And the only the reason that I know that is just because of the the speed and the force that this that this creature ran away like it was moving the tops of the trees like I could that is what I remember about it and there is just no way that that a an animal could could run that fast yeah. unless it was like a cheetah or something I don't, but I don't think we have cheetahs in PC <laughs> did, did you see it running like did you actually see the motion of it running see, or... this is, see, this, see that's the thing no it like that I I say run because of the quickness but I didn't see I could just see it like it was like a flash of a second and it was gone and the trees moved as it moved through the trees. Like, but I, but I couldn't actually see it's the motion of the legs moving. No, the running is the only explanation I have to how it moved. So I, I can't even really, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it, that's the only words that I can put to the experience, yeah. I guess. I'm assuming yeah. you'd have no problem seeing another one again. Oh my gosh, no! I would, I would love to because it would again, like, it validate my experience, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, Kristen, uh, I gotta say thank you for for coming on the show today and, and sharing with with me and everyone else that uh, I, I can't thank you enough. But when I see you, when I finally do get to meet you, and uh, for the listeners, uh, Kristen works with my wife, and uh, so yeah. we, we do have a, a third party in the middle, but. When I see you, when I get to meet you, I'm going to bring you a nice cup of tea or a cup of coffee and pick Aww. your brain a little bit. <laughs> I would love that. That that sounds great. Yeah, um, yeah. This was uh, this was one of those ones that I'm really looking forward to, and I'm so glad that you you came on because it just, like I mentioned before, it was one of those validating um, 
experiences for me as well, just because, you know, I did see what I saw that day. And, you know, you're not the only person I've talked to who's had experiences up there, but, you know, yeah. you're the first one that's actually kind of come forward and, and, and shared with us uh, your, your encounter. So thank you so much. Of course. Thank you. You bet. And for the listeners, mm-hmm. if you guys just want to hang around, we're going to close out the show. Stay there. Hey, and we're back, everyone. We are back to pull the pin on this one. But before we do that, we have to give a huge thank you to both guests. Uh, Lynn, thank you so much for coming on and sharing with us that experience. I do sincerely mean it. I do want to get to Texas one day and check out the activity that goes on down there. Because, you know, uh, from what I understand, and I could be wrong, you know, encounters seem to be a lot more uh, uh, aggressive. Not in terms of violence. But, I mean, there there could be, you know, howls and screams at and rocks thrown, that type of thing. I mean, you, you, we do have those kinds of things here, but not too often. So I'm just kind of wondering if um, a Sasquatch differ from, you know, the the more north or, or south you go, do their behaviors change? And, that, and that's one of the other reasons I want to get down to Texas. But, Lynn, um, that's beside the point. Thank you so much. I, I do appreciate you coming on. Uh, Kristen? Oh, boy. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> For the listeners, I was genuinely excited to speak with Kristen. Um, you know, it, our schedules kind of kept missing. You know, I have to be at work or she was at work. And I was kind of wondering if it was ever going to happen. And then I finally got her on the phone. And lo and behold, you know, the, this was just one of those things. That I, I was just like, I, I forgot that I was hosting a podcast. And I was just listening. I, I was listening to her talk because it, it just woke up something in me. So, Oh, thank you, Kristen. I, I sincerely appreciate you coming on, and I, I do mean it. If I do see you, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring you a Timmy's tea, and I'm gonna pick your brain about that day. So <laughs> be ready. <laughs> uh, we're gonna get out of here, guys. But uh, uh, bad news comes first, so uh, no show next week. I uh, decided that this week I was gonna take uh, a little camping trip, seeing as how the weather was beautiful here. And uh, so I just kind of put everything else aside for now. So no show next week, but we will be back. I promise you that. But having said that, if you'd like to be on the show and share your encounter, I can be emailed at nicolavalleybigfoot at gmail.com. That's N-I-C-O-L-A, nicolavalleybigfoot at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. You know what? Write in. Take the time uh, that I won't be here next week to uh, write in your story. Let's get you on the show. Uh, but okay, guys, I am going to get out of here. It, uh For my Canadian listeners, uh, happy Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble. And uh, until the next one, guys, I will talk to you later. Bye.